Welcome to What's Up? Wellness from the Third Floor. This podcast is provided by the Wellness and Health Action Team, also known as WHAT, from Portland State University Center for Student Health and Counseling, or SHAC. We're located on the third floor of the University Center building on campus. Our purpose with this podcast is to discuss a variety of health-related topics in a way that will be accessible for our non-traditional campus. My name is Bella, and my pronouns are she, they. Our Whatsters are out on summer break, so I'm your substitute host, and I'll be joined by our lovely peer well-being coaches, Christine and Ellie. Stay tuned to learn more about well-being coaching, our sibling program, available to all PSU students at no cost. In this mini-series, we'll be breaking down the eight dimensions of well-being. Let's get into it. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Hey. Uh, We are here for our next installment in the Wellbeing Dimensions series, and today we'll be focusing on intellectual well-being. Hey, oh my gosh. Um, So let's talk about how we define intellectual well-being. Yeah, in the last, or in the initial episode, I should say, we talked about how intellectual well-being is being open-minded, like being challenged, using your brain. Um, It can include like utilizing your critical thinking skills. Um, I like to think of academic as like developing those critical thinking skills and then intellectual is actually utilizing them. Um, And, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to distinguish it between academic, especially like with all of us going to school. Um, But I think of academic as more obligatory. Like I'm enrolled in college. I have to go to my classes. I have to learn but fulfilling my intellectual well-being is like for funsies. Um, so I'm a psych major. So learning about psychology, while it is like fun, um, it is academic. Um, and I really like learning about like public transit and like trimet, yes. city planning, urban development, all that fun stuff. That is very, very intellectual well-being for me because um, it's not something that I have commodified. It's just like for it's purely like brain health, like for yes. fun kind of stuff. So, yeah. I love that. I totally agree. I feel like for me too, it's a lot about like finding pleasure in learning, right? Like finding joy, doing it because you want to, right? I feel like in a capitalist society, we're really pressured to commodify like, right, everything that we do. Um, So taking time to read for pleasure or like, even for me, like I love watching those documentaries on like food and travel. Like I love learning about people's cultural foods. Like that is such a like way to learn. And I feel like um, it just brings joy. I learn more about folks I didn't know about and I, I, you know, learn about delicious foods that I maybe didn't know about. Yeah. And it's just like so exciting. So for me, it's just like, yeah, looking for like gaps in your knowledge and things that you're curious about and being like, let's just learn about that with no pressure, right? There's no grades, there's no tests, mm-hmm. you know, there's no number attached to it or an expectation attached to it. And you can kind of just enjoy it and maybe learn more about yourself too, which mm-hmm. I think is kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I do want to mention that I do think hobbies not being commodified is like a pretty privilege yeah like totally me I'm working in the like psychology and public health field which is what I'm studying so like I'm lucky that like my hobby of public transportation is not something that I currently have commodified but like as I inch closer towards graduation I have to like make the choice of like whether I want to do something that involves all of the things or if I want to keep that part separate so like I don't know it may become something that does become commodified and like I'm a bit of a workaholic, so it can be really hard for me to, like, find a hobby or something that fulfills my intellectual well-being. That sounds so sad that it's hard for me to find a hobby. But, you know, what I mean? <laughs> it's hard for me to find something that, it, like, I'm really, really passionate about and, like, is I do for fun that is not work because yes. I, I kind of do that for fun, too. <laughs> I don't know, that's my own personal. That's, that's just me. Um, but I think part of intellectual also is, like, you don't have to be, quote-unquote, smart in it because there's no, like real thing yeah it's it's completely fluid um absolutely so being smart in a specific subject um you don't have to do that with intellectual you can just do it for funsies you can yes. make mistakes it doesn't matter like it's just for fun yeah. yes i yeah, love that I feel like intellectual is really just about stimulating your brain yes. and forming new neural pathways and um challenging yourself and learning yes. and expanding your knowledge rather than um, achieving a certain level of, you know, intelligence or intellectual well-being um, that has been defined by traditional methods. Right. You know, like yes. it's not about IQ. It's not about 
um, performance in school mm-hmm. or work even. It's Absolutely. really um, what excites you and gets you interested in learning about the world and it can be totally separate like if you want to keep it separate from um your professional or academic growth that's absolutely yes. and not not wanting it to be tainted by yes. <laughs> by the structure and the complications of an institutional knowledge um but i also think there are there are opportunities for that crossover yes. that really can bring the joy of learning into your work or school. And so, mm-hmm. you yes. know, like learning about different cultures and food is absolutely beneficial when yes. it comes to like working with people and um, supporting them. Absolutely. About. Yeah. You know, TriMed and, <laughs> and transportation and access to things. Yes. Absolutely. Um, helpful in the work that you do and definitely like, oh, yeah for me I uh currently in this phase of my life my intellectual stimulation is coming from learning more about history um I'm like a dark history girly so yes. I, I feel like um that really stimulates me in other ways but it does sometimes come up at, at yeah work, you right. know, of absolutely like, oh I you know I learned more about um this foreign policy and why it affects the way that people experience the world now, why it affects people in America or overseas. Or, yeah. Um, it's just interesting to see like the things we care about getting to inform our work and what we do. Yeah. Really awesome because having that joy of learning is so important to cherish, right? Absolutely. And, yes. um, oftentimes like jobs like suck yeah. the joy out of it. Totally. Um, so it's okay to want to keep it protected, but I think, um, bringing joy into work is important too. Absolutely, so yes. To find based on where you're at and what boundaries you want to keep for yourself. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the dimensions. I mean, I would say all of the dimensions overlap with one another in mm-hmm. some way. There's nothing that's just one dimension and not the others. I think academic specifically, like very much overlaps with academic or occupational if you're not in an academic setting. Yes. Um, and all of basically all of the other ones, yeah. like emotional, I think, especially. Um, but I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what, absolutely. That's what I was say. It just overlaps with um, academic and occupational. Definitely. A lot more than some of the other um dimensions overlap with one another and I guess that's like one of the limitations right is that it is heavily associated with academic especially us being in an institution yes um and it is a lot of the times monetized you have to do it Mm -hmm. for money like I know a lot of artists they just do art for fun and then they um like open up commissions and they're like oh awesome now I have to work (laughs) I have to do this for money like I can't just do this for fun anymore and it kind of ruins it so that is definitely a limitation of of it is like it is a privilege and it also is very much tied to other dimensions definitely yeah it's absolutely a privilege to be able to pursue your interests (laughs) and like think about getting paid to do it Definitely. I think it's really good to hold space for that too. I'm really glad you mentioned that because even like in some ways, some of like my most like precious hobbies, like yoga, Mm -hmm. um, I had for years as just a personal practice. And I decided to, you know, get a training and kind of monetize that. And I do love, I genuinely do love it. I love um, helping others in the way that yoga helped me. I think that's so important and it's really, really fulfilling. And I also kind of battle with that too, right? Like how many boundaries I can set, like where my personal practice begins and where my professional um, teaching career starts and like trying to distinguish those two. Um, So yeah, there's definitely some limitations to it. um, And I think it's really important to be aware and cognizant of that. Um, So I really appreciate you mentioning that because that's just really important. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's awesome. And Bella was talking about IQ earlier. What, what is being smart? (laughs) That is definitely a giant limitation. It is completely subjective. Um, Grades are, are kind of, inherently meant to be punitive of like oh yes. a 92 isn't enough I need to get, I need to get an A plus I can't have an A minus like even even the top of the grade right um where it's never it's never been an accurate way of of reflecting what your intelligence is and there isn't 
really like a culturally competent way to reflect what someone's intelligence is. Exactly. I love that. And I feel like it's so gatekeeping of the yeah. like a community, right? Like I, it was like 2021, I think when um, the Women's Resource Center, shout out to the Portland State Women's Resource Center, um, did like a painting night. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to, like, I would love that. I was so excited by the opportunity. I ended up getting sick. I couldn't go to this event. And I was like, I was so bummed out. And I was like, I can't just paint on my own. I can't get the supplies. And I was like, wait, I totally can. And ever since then, I've been painting. I'm not great at it, but I love it, right? Like, exactly. Yeah, you have office, and I yeah. think they're really pretty. Yes, those are actually some of my partners. He did really great on them, too. He also doesn't paint, and I think they're really good, too. So we did those together. So it's like, it's definitely subjective, too, like art and things like that. It's like, to some people, it's gorgeous, and to other people, they don't, you know, get it. So I feel like... Um, don't let your like fear of not being good at something or smart enough at something like stop you from pursuing it like I may not be Bob Ross but I can (laughs) certainly try right like I can definitely still go out there and have fun yes I love it bad art yes 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 but you appreciate the process absolutely um if it's for you and it makes you happy it doesn't have to achieve a certain level of X, Y, Z. And also with intelligence, like it can't be measured in one specific way because there's so many different types of intelligence. Yes. Um, You know, and, you know, logical intelligence works really well for some people and for others. And totally. Some people are a lot more emotionally intelligent. Definitely. Socially. Um, And it's, uh, it's also fluid. Like that changes over time and situationally. And it's not like you're good, you're a, a quote unquote smart person or yeah. you're not. There's, um, there's so much complexity to things that are like wired with the way our brain is and, and ways that don't. Yes. We don't have to be able to do every single thing or be mm-hmm. like geniuses in every single area. Yes. Like those expectations are just way too high yeah Um, and it's uh i think that's related to perfectionism and honestly white supremacy because like you don't have to be the superior being or the ultimate being that can be get an a plus in every single subject like that's just not how our brains work and that's not how development works Mm because learning takes time as well that's something i'm challenge with right now in my life is like I'm I'm fairly young I'm in that quarter life crisis right now <laughs> um, and you know there's so much more life to live and I I sometimes judge myself for not knowing everything about everything Same. and it's just not realistic for the amount of years I've been alive and all the responsibilities and, and things that you have to do with your time and with your brain yes to learning. and so um I think framing it as a positive and as an opportunity and being excited to explore all these different things in different phases of your life is important too because you can't know everything exactly wake up knowing everything so (laughs) a number or a letter can just summarize an entire being as a whole exactly yes and like it's good to even relearn things sometimes i feel like sometimes life has been so crazy that there's something yeah Yeah. exactly right so there'll be things i learned and as a freshman and now as a senior I'm like oh yeah I learned that a long time ago about myself or about some topic and I'm like I need to like write these things down or remind myself because it's you know we forget sometimes it's good to relearn with languages too and languages are such a great way of working your brain even if it's not like um I don't know necessary quote-unquote yeah. like what I'm like, that means. <laughs> um you know like knowing multiple languages wasn't something that was required to have the job that I currently have but it sure helps yeah like, it helps you connect with people we were Absolutely. talking about sign language earlier and I think sign language especially is one of those like because you have to use your your hands it's very tactile the yes. grammar structure is different it's not just like a one-to-one English um I think that like it's amazing your brain a lot I don't know I just yeah. love learning sign language yes. and the deaf community is very very sweet and every single time they like find a hearing person even if you're not good at sign language like I fingerspell a lot of things <laughs> like, not, I don't know every word ever I'm not an interpreter or anything close to that but like the fact that you're trying to learn and like communicate can you imagine like how isolating it is if you're the only deaf person in a hearing community yes so it's like awful. learning making the effort to be like oh at least I know how to fingerspell like I can 
can do a little bit. Like, yes. that means a lot to them. Um, and they're not helpless either. It's not like you have to yeah. tap on their shoulder and be like, oh, let me translate for you. Like, no, you don't. It's making an effort. Making an effort, whether it's learning about language or culture yes. or food or, yeah, like, anytime I've learned how to say hello to in someone right. else's language, like, they just really appreciate yes. that. Um, and not in a way where you have to be an expert on everything. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. Do it just because it feels good to learn more about other folks and other perspectives. Yes. yes. It's exciting. Find it, keeping that joy is so important. Yes. Um, so keeping the joy is a big part of fostering healthy intellectual well-being. What else would you say contributes to what's supporting their or challenging themselves in their intellectual well-being? I think, like you said, you kind of hit the nail on the head with it bringing a lot of joy and fulfillment, right? If you can find something you really care about or something you're really curious or passionate about and start to learn more or contribute to it, it can be so exciting and fulfilling, like in ways that, you know, work and school sometimes just aren't fulfilling. Um, so for me, that's like really important, like how we were talking about languages, right? I mm -hmm. took French in high school and I, it was really, really important to me, right? Um, and I kind of lost track of it, right? Use it or lose it. So I forgot a lot of it um, after I graduated graduated high school. So I've been reconnecting with that with Duolingo, right? Check out the free app. Super fun way to just learn languages. I've been doing it for a couple of years and it's like such a satisfying way. The Duolingo owl is right behind you. <laughs> no, but it really is. It really is a fun, um, fun way to learn. And it's a free way to learn. I love finding different free resources, right? Like that's what we're kind of about here at PSU too, is like getting oh, yes. students connected with those free things. Yes, exactly. Right. Like Part of that, like, limitation, too, is just, you know, having the resources and time and money to invest in, like, learning and hobbies and things like that. And it doesn't always have to be that way, right? There are definitely a lot of free avenues um, and ways to just get connected with things that make you happy, right? And it can help engage us um, with different perspectives and different folks and um, help us learn more about ourselves and others and, like, how we relate to the world. So, yeah. yeah. Time can definitely make it hard. It can make it challenging to to prioritize intellectual well-being, whether it's just like time management is not your strong suit or you're like me and you're working multiple jobs and also have a full-time like class schedule or full load of classes. Totally. Like it, it's um, a lot. <laughs> sometimes, um, you know, making time where you can, like, I, I try to use it as like a way to decompress at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, where again, like, it's something that brings you joy. Where mm -hmm. it's something that I do to like, I don't know, help me calm down and fall asleep. At the yeah. Where I'm like, well, let me look at Tremont's Instagram page. It's my self-soothing technique. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it can be hard to do it if you don't have great time management and which is something that we actually can help with well being totally yes um, <laughs> but you know having a ton of homework I know my sister's in law school right now she literally does Oof. homework like 10 hours a day Whew. seven days a week like it she wow. doesn't have time to do anything else in <laughs> law school and so I know that probably is similar to experience to the experiences of people who are in like the pre-blank pre-med yeah of, at Portland State like pre-law pre-med pre-whatever totally. like it's Stuff is hard. It is really Intense hard. Intense study. Um, so it's like maybe your entire life is consumed by your job or by school. And it's it's it hard. Really yeah. Hard. That's something that we try to help with of like figuring out what is your like intellectual well-being? Like what benefits your personal intellectual yes. well-being? Um, and how can you learn to put a little bit more time to it? Not necessarily prioritizing it, not your number one priority, but just open up a little bit yeah. further on the list making mm -hmm. some space in your yeah. day yes even yeah. if that means Sometimes like a podcast yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Podcast, right? like if you're passively consuming yes and also if your brain is full your brain's full Go to yeah sleep. get <laughs> rest yeah <laughs> okay if your brain is done um and maybe it's like being creative about that too like if yeah. nature is really healing for you and you know going to touch grass your brain um, when it's full, maybe that is part of your intellectual well-being. Absolutely. Like, about the plants in your neighborhood. Yes. Um, like, I don't know, just exploring with touch and mm -hmm. tactile learning. Like, it doesn't You're have birding. to be. Yeah, birding. Oh, yeah. Yes. Learning is all about experiencing, too. It doesn't have to be, like, reading a book or watching a documentary. Yeah. It can also be, like being part of something and you're Absolutely. learning through 
the experience. You know, yes. Shooting clubs. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of shooting clubs that have that are like culturally specific as well. So if you yes. want to find community of people who, um, you know, have the same values as you and the same cultural cultural upbringing as you. Yes. Because um, I think that also affects your intellectual well being. Like definitely. Again, like I, my, in my culture, I was taught to be a workaholic, and so now that's kind of like what is what feels good for me yeah. so if I were to talk to other people who grew up similar to me they would be like no like I get it hustle <laughs> um, yeah like going to the events and eating the culturally specific food and yes stuff like that. and there are language clubs if you're like um trying to get back in touch with your language or learning yes. a new language um you can make your own club like there's there's a lot of Yes, yes. And it's like, I love how you pointed that out, Bella, of like, just like participating in something or just being out in the world can be a learning experience. I feel like that's a limitation of a lot of people's idea of intellectual is they think of it as like just reading a book or being in a classroom, you know, or learning an instrument specifically, like in a in a music class or something like that. But it can literally be going on a hike. Like I, my partner is super passionate about birding. I didn't know like any of the species of birds in Oregon. So we just use little free apps on our phone to like identify birds together and track them. And I've learned so much that way. Like even just going to a food cart, right? Trying some new foods. It's like you can learn some amazing things about just cultural understandings and foods and, you know, different ingredients they use. That's a learning experience. I feel like a lot of folks don't view it that way, you know, like even like the free Thursdays at the art museum at um, Pam like that's great that's an amazing learning experience to just be exposed to artwork you've maybe never been exposed to and like learn about the textures and the colors they use and the styles um, like that's amazing that's a learning experience yeah. too right it doesn't have to be majorly engaging it can be um, a sense of stress relief right yeah and it doesn't have to be an isolating experience yeah it's like I'm reading a book by myself like no when I'm be, exhausted you can be joining in community like, yes be intellectual well-being yes I just love being that being engaged is all about simulating your brain absolutely engaging in whatever way feels comfortable and maybe that is a way where you're you have to trick yourself into it yeah exactly um (laughs) do it in in ways that you are already engaging with other things like yes like um dance or you know there's so many different things you can do and even classes for skills training like absolutely at pcc portland community college you can take um they have community education classes yes credit it's just to learn a skill i love I, that i really want to take um a sewing class they also yes. have like making <gasps> oh um and there are classes you can take for like just a few credits as well mm-hmm. that you can do it one and done like yes and things you know I love you that. don't have to like commit to learning something and doing that for the rest of your life or, absolutely like, be the best Ever. Ever. <laughs> you know you can just do it for fun and then yeah. move on. try yeah. it out yeah, yeah. exactly just be like, your, like a four-month thing that you do for fun and then you're done totally yes I love that I also love the idea of like you know like cultural learning like if you don't know like for me I'm indigenous so um, a lot of really fun learning for me personally that feels really joyful and fulfilling is um, like the workshops at Sea Alaska and things like that hold and like making moccasins or beading yeah. right like just things that we traditionally did making drums you know weaving baskets it's like that is so cool these are skills you know that are thousands of years old that my ancestors have always done and it's just really exciting to like do the same things they did you know with their hands um, and create similar things it's like that is so healing for me you know it's like there's a lot of you know, intergenerational trauma that comes with being, you know, indigenous just from, you know, the, the very, um, hard history that we, we, ha- we faced. Um, so it's, it's very healing for me. And I feel like it almost heals, um, you know, even some of the previous generations like trauma that they've faced too, you know, doing that kind of thing with my mom is like really joyful. Mm-hmm. So it can be really, really healing. It can give back. Even if your schedule is really full, it can be something that gives you energy and, and gets you through your day. So yeah. And you, you're reaching your hand to past generations, to ancestors, yes. and reaching back, you know, and you get to build that bridge and absolutely um, disrupt linear time yes. <laughs> by, by learning and expanding knowledge as well yes. um, and that relates to your social well-being your emotional yes um, absolutely yeah, just being able to have something that you resonate with and also yes. 
get that brain moving. I love that. It's really cool. Yes. It's so satisfying. It totally is healing in like the other dimensions. It's a good example of that Mm because I feel like even physically, it's like I'm literally, you know, using my hands to, to, to learn something new that they've passed on to me. Like it's like a gift. Um, so I, I, yeah, I totally resonate with that. So if you can find anything that really, really speaks to your soul like that, it can be really joyful, really genuinely joyful and, um, good for the soul, you know? Sets up the future generations and your future up for success. Exactly. Yes. Looking ahead as well as looking into the past. So yeah. I think especially with like intergenerational trauma, it can be really hard to like, like be empathetic towards past generations yeah. like why do you make that choice or why why did this is totally happen? yes so it does absolutely relate to like intellectual well-being of like learning to be more empathetic and like yeah. have emotional intelligence not saying that you didn't have it but like it can be really hard and activating to yeah. like use emotional intelligence and empathy towards like people that have harmed you or like situations that have been really really hard for you totally and so like part of that healing experience can you know be expanding your your view of empathy and emotional intelligence absolutely yes I love that that's so true so those are some ways that people might support or challenge or inspire their what are some things that um might be inhibitory factors or things that can make it hard for someone to um, support their intellectual well-being. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to take the lead? I'll take it away. Um, For me, definitely just like being in school um, to like be frank, I have three jobs, (laughs) four classes, four and a half. I'm taking like a one credit seminar. So I'm so technically five, but it's really like four and a half classes. (laughs) So yeah. And it's it's hard to find time to to be oh able gosh. to not do homework essentially Ugh. um where i'm working you know six sometimes seven days a week and i'm have um four classes worth of homework <laughs> like it it's a lot can be really hard um especially if i like live if i was a commuter like luckily i live on campus but if i was a commuter or i had kids or yeah. you know, kids would like completely warp my entire schedule like oh my gosh after like 5 p.m right shout out to students with kids you're yeah, the real MVP you are stronger than the Marines <laughs> what I'm saying is like the bravest soldiers um like I've, I've heard from from like parents who used to go to PSU that it can be really hard with like the child care here like you need all of your classes to be done after three or five p.m yeah work in the morning um so that is difficult that would be really difficult yes Um, and also just like being a broke college student like you know ramen is not nutritious yeah (laughs) um like like top ramen you know what I mean so it's like if that's all that you can afford to eat like yeah eat and have food in your belly but also that's not like giving your brain all of the power and and the nutrition that it needs um so it's one of those like give and pull things where it's like maybe my brain is too fried because I can't afford healthy and good food I'm like dehydrated hungry yeah yeah there's a lot that can contribute to it just there are other things on your plate that yes reading a book or going to a museum or I don't know doing sudoku it's like I I can't which like completely understandable absolutely like and burnout is really real too right Mm -hmm. especially amongst students and you know busy parents all of that so like especially in the society we live in is it's a capitalist society right so they kind of work us as much as they possibly can yeah so it's like it's very hard to make that space um but it can definitely in its own way be like an act of resistance against a system like this as finding that joy and things that you care about um and protecting that um so that can definitely be a motivation toward you know protecting that um part of your life um but yeah that burnout is very real right some folks you know have trouble just getting through the normal day-to-day stuff Mm -hmm. much less adding you know more stimulation and and engagement on top of it so that's totally real and fair especially again as students like resources are thin right we're doing the best with what we have so just finding time for what you can when you can is is really best practice right like this is going to be probably one of the busiest times of your life right college is wild (laughs) but you can find those right those educational experiences in between you know just walk through the saturday market and chat with a couple 
example of the vendors, right? Learn about what they do, right? Like, that's amazing. Like, that's a great way to learn. They make cheese. Yeah. I love how they make cheese. Right? It's like, that's awesome. I would love to learn about that. Like, that's so cool. So it's just a great way to get out there, you know, just just find a way that means something to you and engage with community, you know, and when you can, right? This is not realistically, we'd love to engage and learn every day for pleasure, but that, you know, can't, isn't always the reality for everyone. So it's like, take what you can and, you know, do your best because that can be, it can be really hard when life is just all about work. So it's definitely something to, to think about prioritizing, you know? Absolutely. Um, You're so right, Christine. And there's, along with burnout and time and nutrition, like, um, there's also, you know, things that make rainbow worky. Yes. Not having enough sleep, um, having to catch up on sleep. It can take weeks to catch up on sleep if you've had a prolonged period of not Mm -hmm. having a full night. Um, And stress. Things. Mm -hmm. Yes. um, (laughs) When your brain is going through a lot. Yeah. And you're not taking any more information. and You're in survival mode. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's also biological, too. Like, when it comes to the parts of your brain that are working for survival, it's, you know, kind of quieting down the parts, like like your frontal lobe and Mm -hmm. um, the parts that are processing and learning. Yes. Problem solving, you might be in survival mode and just focusing on your biological needs. Yeah, and that's totally real. Um, other things like if you're overstimulated, definitely. If there's a lot going on contextually in the world and your environment, mm-hmm. um, also where you're at developmentally, and yeah. if things in your childhood have affected the way you learn, yeah, or the way you process information, definitely. Can, um, you know, make intellectual well-being something that's either not a priority or something you want to get creative about. Yes, isn't you know like the way your learning doesn't look like the person next to you, and mm-hmm. that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, and there's a yeah, there's a lot of these things that are biological that can impact your brain's ability to like um, grow and change and nutrition is a huge one as well. For sure. Um, Yeah. Making sure your brain has the goodies to, um, to do the things right. And send those signals. A good uh, acronym that I like to think about when brain the worky um, (laughs) or like, especially with mental health too, if you're having thought intrusive thoughts or, um, like having a hard time with decision making, the acronym HALT, H A L T, helps me remind myself that yes. it's just a state of being. It's just temporary yes. and that your brain just needs a moment. Totally. Um, so HALT stands for hungry, angry, lonely, tired. You can be all of them at the you same time. You can be all of them. It's <laughs> a combination. Right? So, um, for me, like when I recognize, okay, am I hungry, angry, lonely, and or tired? Um, maybe my brain's not functioning to where I want it to be right now. Yeah. That's totally fine. That is normal. Like maybe, I'm, maybe I shouldn't make a huge life decision. Maybe I am not ready to learn um, X, Y, Z. Maybe I need to focus on feeding myself first, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so really being in tune with yourself and where you're at in this journey and um and what what you want to spend your time and energy on yes is important to balance yes what it looks like for you personally too like I know about myself I get hangry (laughs) I'm hungry for too long I get very hangry and so I'm just not in the headspace to like read a book if I'm very hangry mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah uh, I, just, I, pe- I get pissed off <laughs> and I just throw it across the room I don't, do, I don't actually do that um like I noticed that about myself it's like if I'm not in the mindset to learn and be and fulfill part of my intellectual well-being then it's not going to happen you yes. can't force it to happen uh, and, and that's so, what's really challenging about uh doing school in a right, formal right, setting right. because yes. your brain's like, I don't know, but I you're like, I have to take it, we, we got to <laughs> do <laughs> um, then, like, how do you work with that? And yeah. how do you make adjustments so that you're 
brain is able to focus and you yes. can support that because that's so real. Totally. Yeah. Like I just can't right now, but I have to. So what do you do? Finding that middle ground, right, of trying to, like, do your best and, like, also protect your own health, right? Because um, at the end of the day, too, it's, like, I feel like sometimes I'll really, like, midterms, right, all of those things, those big, big scoring ones, those are really important. But I'll sometimes really get hung up on, like, a two-point discussion. And I'm, like, I really, and it's just, like, sometimes I'm, like, you know what, for my own health. I'm going to have to skip this one assignment, right? I'm going to get like a B in this class and that's something I'm just going to embrace. It's like another one of that kind of ties into those numbers of like, and how capitalist things always like to quantify our intelligence. Um, and I feel like sometimes, sometimes it's real. You just can't, you have to cut down on a couple of these assignments. It's just unrealistic, right? To fit into the schedule. And then there's other times that you've got to really push through, which is really hard and really real. And I think that's where burnout really starts to set in too. So yeah. Yeah, that's what I, I I do that quite frequently. I hate having missing assignments. I hate seeing like the red, right? Like oh. something about I just like it activates me. Yeah. And, like I can't. So what I've learned to do is really just like kind of fake it till I make it. Like yes, pass an assignment if so I have I to I can, like, get it out of the way because it for me I feel better like getting um like partial credit than full credit. Sorry, that's why I meant like aiming for partial credit. Um, there are definitely some assignments where I'm like I can't do this right now I'm gonna put it off until the day before it's due like I, I literally I just can't for whatever reason um and my my brain no work use um and so that's that's also something of like a coping skill basically yeah like learning how to half-ass it like meet yourself where you are yeah show a little bit of effort um that kind of makes it easy for me sometimes um yeah make bad art and make mediocre discussion posts yeah Definitely. Like those discussion post replies. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, right? Okay. <laughs> awesome post. See you next week. It's like sometimes that's all I can muster. Like. <laughs> There's yeah. a couple classes they make you ask a question in every reply that you oh. send to someone. So I started, I, there was one week I really couldn't. So every question I asked was, what was your favorite thing you learned this week? I was like, yeah. it's, it counts. It's, it's still, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, it's still a question. I always feel like, thank you for your post this week to like add to like the word count. Yes. Because I'm, yes. I'm like, that's a couple words. It counts. And I think that's a great example of academic and institutional learning is not always about learning, meeting quotas and fulfilling requirements. Um, and so having your learning be somewhere else is totally valid. Yes, definitely. Yes. Finding it elsewhere when it's not so pressured and timed, like 10 weeks, 11 weeks, I guess, is not, it's not enough time to really grasp it a lot of really tough concepts, you know, especially for some of our brains, we just learn differently and it takes different amount of time um, to process that kind of stuff. So definitely, definitely knowing that it doesn't have, you don't have to be an expert on any subject or get straight A's, you know, in classes to, you know, be successful. C's get degrees. Yes, they do. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast has just turned into just whatever. Right, right. It is a valid choice, but also not should be the first decision you make. No. And don't make that decision when you're hungry, angry, and only are tired. Exactly. Yes. yes. Um, so anything else that kind of contributes to maybe someone doesn't want to learn something? What what might that be about? Oh yeah. I feel like it's really I feel like a good way to know if you want to like maybe you have a little bit of a gray area or gap in your knowledge is if you are unsure about something or if you've heard misinformation that you aren't quite sure about or potentially you have like a fear around it, right? I feel like like even if you think about taking it to a bigger context, like political landscapes, a lot of what folks exploit and lie about and make people like fear monger almost is things that we don't know enough about, right? Like let's use reproductive rights as an example. Like reproductive you know, care is essential to all care. And if you don't know enough about it, as it being a normal medical procedure, people can exploit that and try to take those rights away, right? So learning more about that, understanding, you know, reproductive rights and reproductive procedures and sex education, right? Things like that, that might be time to start kind of diving into that and asking those questions and kind of, you know, maybe looking into like some things that maybe you don't know, because we can't know everything, right? Um, We can never know everything. That's just not possible. So um, if you're feeling like you have some fear around a topic or you're just uncertain about it maybe it's time to you know get curious about it and start to learn a little more it can help with our empathy and just understanding the human experience um from you know someone else's perspective yeah I think part of the fear too is like 
if you're trying to like learn a new skill is like the fear of not being good enough of like that failing. too yes Where it's like I can't like what you said I can't possibly know everything so yeah. just like um it's really hard and you have to make a conscious effort to just like let go of that expectation of like yes um like for me I don't know how to ride a bike because when my dad took my training wheels off I kept falling and I was oh, scared no. I was like, mm, I just, okay, I guess I just won't ever done. So, like, to this day, I haven't learned because it's a little scary. It's like, oh, I'm not going to be good at it, which means yeah. that I shouldn't even start. Mm-hmm. And that is something I'm still, like, unlearning. And it's easier with, like, other things besides riding a bike. Sorry, I just can't afford to buy a bike right now. So well, it's I expensive. I'm prioritizing it. Yeah, I haven't targeted that one specifically yet. But, like, the fear of not being good enough or not being perfect at it. Yes. Um, that can also be a big barrier. Yes. Um, and it can be really hard to kind of let go of that besides, like, kind of purposefully letting yourself make mistakes. I love that. Um, I think that's part of it. Or, like, rejection therapy is, like, a big yes. one, too. Like, going through rejection therapy, that can make it a little bit easier. But that that is a big barrier for a lot of people. I love that you mentioned that. I have a couple of friends, um, just as an Indigenous person, who have come to me and, like, they've taken iTech courses, right? Like, Indigenous ecological, like, traditional knowledge courses at Portland State. Really recommend them. Um, really, any Native Studies course is really, really good. Um, and they are trying to find ways to, like, fit in, right, to that community, you know, as someone who is not Indigenous, right? Um, and they don't want to step on any toes or, like, take up that space. Um, and I, like, have been trying to remind them, right? Like you belong here too. Right. And we need, we need allies. Like it can't only be indigenous people working towards this knowledge and learning this. Right. Um, And it's almost like a colonial like mindset to be like, Oh no, only this type of person can learn this. Like absolutely not. Right. Like get in there, you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, Definitely let indigenous voices and values lead the conversation if you're in that setting, but absolutely don't be afraid to share your lived experience and to um, learn more and ask questions. Right. Like get involved. Like it's, don't be afraid, right, of, like, um, taking up space where you weren't welcome. Like, if you can do it in a mindful way, right. in a conscious way, then it's it's not only welcome, but it's, like, absolutely necessary, right? So yeah, I love that you brought that up. curiosity piece that you brought up. Yes. Like, curiosity is, honestly, is so sacred. And yes. it's one of the most, um, is one of the most meaningful pieces of life and pieces of the human experience. Is yes. Being able to be curious and want to learn more. Absolutely. Um, and if you lead with that, then I, I think you can't go wrong. You know? Absolutely. I love that. Gotta make sure your heart's in the right place. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, what else would you say, like if a student comes to you in a coaching appointment and they want to spend more time learning new things, what would you recommend to them? yeah i'll start um i think i mean everything here is very very individual but i would definitely try to figure out what the person's interests are away from school totally Um, especially like in college i know there are a lot of people who um i don't know like go be like a film major because they really really like film or go into the merp program because they really like public transportation love that um, yes. so figuring out like what stuff outside of school are things that interest them and like just because maybe you're getting a degree in that like you don't have to follow what the degree pathway says you need to do totally makes sense but it's like if you are getting a film degree you're you can still watch like like shitty movies I'm not getting a film degree or anything like that but I love bad right bad movies yes. like you know it's not Mamma Mia and Pitch Perfect are winning any Oscars but like those are my favorite Shit. movies <laughs> like don't get me started so figuring out that whether or not it's separate from your degree or what you're learning in college what are the things that you actually have fun doing and totally. how do you do that more in yes the schedule that you may or may not have um, and if you don't have a schedule, figuring out a schedule. For me, I love Google Calendar. So literally blocking out time, like I'm going to do a fun thing from yes. four to seven. Like that, that is what I do on my calendar. <laughs> that helps me. And then I go, oh, yay, I get to do a fun thing. Yes. Um, so whether that is journaling, um, finding events that are culturally rep- relevant for you or are just local on campus, um, finding fun movies, finding fun books. Like going to see Bottoms. Going to see Bottoms at Fifth Avenue Cinema. <laughs> I don't know when this episode will come out, but Fifth Avenue Cinema is such a great movie. Yes. It's free for PSU students. So even if you're like, I don't 
care about this movie and I've never seen it before, who cares? It's free. Like, right? Go, go, go check it out. Yeah. Out. But they're doing bottoms and anti-porno as a double feature. Oh, go I check it out. So excited <laughs> to that. It probably will come out after that, though. Um, but yeah. Still. <laughs> but yeah, I also, I feel like, you know, get in on those free resources while you can, while you're a student, right? We're broke. We're low on time. Oh. So, like, if a student comes to me and they're like, I want to get more involved. I want, like, my intellectual well-being, you know, to be more on par. Like, I would start, you know, with those cultural resource centers, right? We've got the NASC, the Pan-African Commons, Multicultural Resource Center, Pacific Islander, Asian and Asian American Student Center, Middle East, North Africa, South Asia Student Center. There are so I know I'm forgetting some La Casa Latina Student Center. Center. Um, I know there are others. You can check out the Women's Resource Center and Career Resource Center. There's so many ways to learn in their free workshops and events. You can just walk in and get free educational materials. Like even at the QRC, the Queer Resource Center and Women's Resource Center, you can just get free sexual health supplies there, right? Or like menstrual products, right? Like these are great ways to just like kind of get involved, learn more, and you know, get in on that free stuff. Um, you know, go watch a play, right? Like Portland State Theater students mm -hmm. do performances here at PSU and students can go, right? Like yeah. that's like, check it out. You know, the university choir, like you don't have to audition. You can just go sing with a bunch of other PSU folks, right? Like that's awesome. I love singing. I did choir as a kid and it was like, some of my more fun learning experiences, right? Check out the library, right? Like the library right on campus, even the Portland Public Library, they have like tons of DVD documentaries. Mm -hmm. They've got, you know, audiobooks. You can download the Libby app on your phone and just get audiobooks on there and just listen and learn. Um, OMSI has some free, uh, you know, events. Like even just going like again to the PSU Saturday market, like there's just so many different things you can learn and different like cultural foods and products that you can um, try and learn about. And Especially the Saturday market at the waterfront. That's yes. what music and like absolutely like cultural booths and stuff like that a lot of cultural food as yes well. yes like pierogies there's a good pierogi place <laughs> waterfront on saturdays i want to try that that sounds <laughs> so good oh my gosh and can't you do the street students if i'm not mistaken get the streetcar for free right yeah. so you can just take the streetcar right downtown right like just go right to the waterfront and check it out because like why not you know exactly there you go <laughs> But yeah, I say start free. Start where you can and um, check it out. Like even the PAM, the uh, Portland um, Art Museum, it's right near campus, really close. You could even walk there and take the streetcar. Um, free Thursdays. I think it's the first Thursday of every month you can get in for free, which I know your schedule might be busy, but maybe check it out on like spring break, right? Like we'll have a week in there. You can check it out. Um, I, yeah. I know people who get like the, the subscription or whatever to the Portland Art Museum where yes. it, it pays off if you go like I think once a week for like yeah. Yes. Something like that. Like it, it pays off. Um, but I know people who buy the I don't know, like the, the month pass or something like I that. Love and they that. just go there to study. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. Get inspired. Yeah. Yes. So even if you're not doing like artwork, going to the art museum to do whatever homework you have yes. is so like, you know, you look up and you see a beautiful piece of art and then yes. you, your mind gets fueled through that. It's stimulated. Um, and even yeah. taking like different elective courses at PSU or yes. if you want to go to PCC and kind of dual enroll in PSU and PCC, yes. taking like non-degree seeking classes absolutely yeah like finding free classes online like we were talking about the oklahoma school for the deaf has a free asl one and two like through yes. june of 2024 i believe um and there's a lot of different crash courses and stuff like that yeah yeah you can learn tutorials. everything from from yes ted talks yes <laughs> just look up like free blank class and then you'll you'll find something somewhere. absolutely There's yes even, like, five minute pc tutorials yes and fun um, yeah if you want like art supplies and you don't have any money go to scrap pdf oh, yes yes and just get some random garbage and it's, it's so much fun yeah, it feels so good try stuff and fail at it yeah. Right? Why not? Exactly. If you feel like the the effort of finding something is like kind of a little bit too much than you can that you can do. Let me free or reduce cost stuff that you can do. We yes. will do the work for you. That totally. We get paid to do. Yes, and we'd love to help. Like, there's so many things to do on campus and right around campus, right off campus. You know, and not a lot of folks know the streetcar is free. Like, get out there, yeah. use it. Right? Like, we pay I, a lot of money to be students. Right? Might as well get, take advantage. So yeah, yeah I love that. Help navigating the streetcar, please. Yes, send me an email. I can help you. <laughs> Public transit expert. Yes. Even the max. Uh, the max of the bus. Mouth, ready to help <laughs> get <around>. yes. <laughs> Like rabies. My rabies just got came out. For a second. Like ah. Oh. So, um, can you 
Can y'all remind folks, how would you book an appointment for well-being coaching? Yes, yes. You can go to our website. I believe it's wellbeing at dot pdx.edu. Uh, wellbeing at pdx.edu. I yes. think our website is wellbeing coaching dot you can book me dot yes. com or something like that. There you that. go. But also, if you just look up wellbeing coaching, PSU, Portland State, yes. it's the first thing that comes up. It's yes. under the student health and counseling like umbrella. Yes. So it'll be pdx.edu slash health dash counseling slash wellbeing dash coaching. Yes. Ooh. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> but also, the PSU website kind of is hard to navigate so if you just look up peer well-being coach portland state yeah find us first thing see a cute little picture of me and christine and read our bios you can choose which one you vibe with more or you can demo both of us totally yeah um, the initial session which will go into goal creation or you can just do um like coaching 101 where we talk a little bit more about what we do and what we potentially do for you um and if you are a returning student you could book a follow-up where we just kind of chat and have fun or you could book a check-in where you just go hey I did this thing and then you leave and like you know really short informal all of it is pretty informal we're totally students yeah we're not we're not the I don't want to say we're not professionals because we are professional but like we're not suit and tying yeah exactly yeah we're still just you know undergrads like like you all are so it's like yeah we're we're here to just offer you know the training that of course we've given and our lived experience so it's very low-key and chill yeah we're just chilling yeah come make bad art with us (laughs) love that well thank you all so much for being here look forward to the next installment of our uh well-being dimension series see you soon Bye. bye we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the what's up podcast We at SHAC are fully committed to the physical and emotional health and wellness of PSU students. Please call ahead to use our health services for flu shots, free COVID testing, or general appointments at 503-725-2800. Counseling services are still available via telehealth, and you can schedule your appointments by calling that same number, 503-725-2800. If you're looking for more health and wellness resources, you can check out our online health magazine that gets sent to your pdx.edu email every Wednesday or you can download the CampusWell app. Also, feel free to check out the virtual MindSpa experience to rest, relax, and rejuvenate wherever you have internet access. We will be including resource links in the episode description, as well as a link to an episode transcript. If you have any questions about health, wellness, shack, or anything we discussed in this podcast, please fill out the Google form in the episode description. Thanks for listening and take care. We'll see you next week on What's Up? Wellness from the Third Floor.